0: Uh, good evening dear friends, um, uh, on 3rd of uh, August, uh, it was the World Anglo-Indian Day and uh, I had written a post in Facebook on my uh, knowledge and interaction with Anglo-Indians, so I am going to uh, make a <clears throat> uh, audio blog on that. Uh, many youngsters, uh, though may not have heard of them, uh, do not know much on Anglo-Indians. Um, since independence, uh, the community has been gradually uh, dwindling as many had migrated to Western countries, mostly to the UK, which they call as home, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, which are all Commonwealth countries, Singapore, Malaysia again. Uh, like British colonies, they were all British colonies. So generally they went back to these colonies or to UK itself. Uh, In the 16th century, when East India Company slowly spread its tentacles in India, its main British retinue were male and the company encouraged many of its staff to marry local ladies. Uh, Later the army increased in size and marrying local ladies practice continued uh, and their offsprings were called as Anglo-Indians till the time uh, the British ladies or Mames Ives from Britain came down uh, and found their own matches this continued similarly uh, in the other colonies like Portuguese, Dutch, French uh, colonies uh, like in Cochin, Pondicherry Goa all uh, produced uh, uh, Eurasian communities. Anglo-Indians were seen all over from Calcutta to Madras, Kuchin and wherever the British went. Uh, during the British period, they were usually given a special place by the British who had a fondness for the community and uh, they were generally uh, employed in the customs, the police, the railways, etc. When India got freedom, uh, many migrated to UK and other countries and this continued over time. But the com- community had also assimilated well with its Indian ethos and it left its shows only for better prospects as they were accepted in most Commonwealth countries as immigrants very easily. Post-independence, the contribution of the community has been immense in all fields in India itself, from music, uh, dramatics, teaching, railways, uh, customs, post and telegraph departments, etc. They were naturals in nursing, uh, education, in forming excellent schools, noteworthy teachers, secretarial jobs and clerical jobs. Uh, To me, as a child in Madras, in the 60 to 90 period, Anglo-Indians were part of our life in those days. Uh, One thing I remember, they never had the snobbishness or uh, stiff upper lip of the British. They were warm, large-hearted people who loved a good life and was cheerful to the country they were born, and assimilated its culture, melding it well in- with theirs. It was a period when English was a language more spoken in most cities, at least in the corridors of power and regional languages, and Hindi, though becoming common then our local languages, one never hated English. The accent of Anglo-Indians were loud for their cuteness and mixed with the local uh, language uh, in Madras Tamil, spoken in their old style, uh, own style, um, they, like uh, for example they would call, um, hey I uh, will uh, be, what, uh, you got to come for the party in Pochwakam? Huh? did you come for the party one day? like that, I mean it was a mix of uh, English and uh, Tamil in their own cute way. So we used to call it as their accent. I still remember uh, Telma Miss in my upper kindergarten, or was it uh, first standard in Bonsecours Convent in Santom, where I studied, and there were a sprinkling of Anglo-Indian families lived there also. Telma Miss, I remember uh, uh, <laughs> telling. Um, Um, our maid uh, to ask my mother to stop sending uh, tea and snacks for me in the evening Uh, for Mm -hmm. I had uh, tuition with her in the evening. Mm. Now I am embarrassed of that now. Why did my parents give me tuition at that early age and they to send me food before Mm -hmm. the tuition? I can't uh, imagine how pampered I was. So, Thelma Miss would tell her mate, You go tell Harry's amma, no more chaya in flask or bajji. As he is not doing his homework, sollu, And I would grind my teeth at the loss of my soul food. Even at that age, I knew Thelma Miss was not at all like the mother superior, the principal who was a Tamil Christian. Thelma Miss wore nice skirts and talked with that sing-song Tamil. In Madras, Perambur was a hot spot for Anglo Indians. As many worked in the integral coach factory there, and many more in the railways all over India post independence. I had written a post on desolate villas empty now, longing up all along the railway track, from Arakkonam to Madras. The railway club was also a party place and wedding hall, where regular dances and functions were held with Anglo Indian families in their best came to enjoy an evening, with clinking glasses, waltzes, and good Anglo Indian food. There was one hall opposite the Santom Cathedral which had regular dance competitions, and we schoolboys used to watch from outset. Another favorite place of theirs was Vapery, Purshwakam, Kilpop, etc. Many Anglo Indians were excellent engine drivers during the steam engine era. Again, something many youngsters would never know about. The menacing black machine with an eye in its center and what looked like a grinning sun had hot coal thrown into its hold for burning the water into steam. It was hard work and sweaty coal-covered assistants would work with bandanas on their heads and the chief engine driver, generally in Anglo-Indian, would watch them as he hooted the engine and ran it like a feudal lord. The famous Malayalam film Chattakari remade as Julie in Hindi was on an Anglo-Indian family where the father was a railway engine driver. I don't know if my first guitar master, the famous Dhanraj master, who also taught A. R. Rahman and Elai Raja, along with an unfitting me, was an Anglo-Indian or not, but he lived like one as a bachelor, sozzled mostly, but a genius, who I was really not worth enough to have as a teacher. Later on, I would become Reggie master's disciple when in high school. He was more of my kind and would teach won any song for suitable remunerations and no hassles. Like you need piano lessons first young man before you show off as a guitarist by Dhanraj sir. Of course he was a great soul indeed. Reggie sir had no such hassles. Reggie was a quintessential Anglo-Indian and lived in a large family with wives, children, wise parents as it was the house of his wife. His brother-in-law younger to him was his most favourite enemy. And both of them were always at war. His name was Bregenza. Oh, Bregenza, that unreliable fellow Reggie would twist his mush, looking like dancing rows of Sarpetta. And Bregenza would say, Look at that fellow, he drinks by the gallon. Moonje this in Tamil. I knew a lot of the state secrets of Reggie's houses. It was always part of the Christmas carols of Reggie, to whom it was more of a commercial affair than a spiritual one. So we would sail out around 10 p.m. in a rundown tempo van, go to Reggie's students' houses and sing a medley of songs, the likes of me just strumming any available guitar for the crowd effect. Reggie would swig from his flask all along and once when we returned, he rolled on the floor with tummy ache and when they were all worried and brought the doctor home at midnight, Bragansa would say, let the man burst his tummy. You all would go high looking at it and Reggie would glare at him. Reggie once famously sold my guitar to a vicious Tamil politician and I went to the said politician's house more reliant than with dangerous dark mustachioed political mafiosi of the day of the uh, murderous kind glaring at me for daring to ask their emperor to return his guitar on which he said boy which guitar Reggie sold it to me so it belongs to me for which i replied well sir MLA should not buy stolen goods and I would complain about that. This really struck him. So he asked his minions to send me packing with my guitar and whispered to them not to push me into my nearby Kuom. Because of that, I think I am still alive. In cochin we had Rufus Sir of Anglo descent who taught young children football as he was a long time player, a bachelor. He did this in his late 70's and if my son was number 10 and captain of IIT-BHU, Rufus sir, is the sole responsibility for that. Fort Kuchin also had streets like Elizabeth Street, Rose Street, which is Anglo community. But they were a breed apart from the Madras ones. In a Malayalam movie with Mohanlalas, uh, Fort Kuchin, Anglo, called Freddy with blue eyes and a drunk dad, who was his close chum too. The reason Tamil films of the 70s, peta parambare has a lovable character called Daddy, an Anglo-Indian who has done a great job in the film. Even the menu was nostalgic of British and Indian meld, like the ball curry, chutneys, coconut rice, mulgitavni, soup which was the famous rasam and the famous Anglo-Indian biryani. We used to get the famous railway chicken curry in Central Station non-veg refreshment stall even right up to the early 80s. The community still have significant numbers, many in very good positions, businessmen, etc. Though they lost the reserved seats in 2018. So let's celebrate this vibrant community being a part of us forever. One can't but love this boisterous, well meaning, good natured community who melded English and Indians so gently and allowed by all Indians for this uniqueness as well as their Indianness. Cheers to Anglo-Indians. Good night.